What's up, everybody? This is Jenny J, and you're tuning in to the David Bowers Awards with my good friends, David Bowers and John Bon Jovial. Make sure you tune in whenever you get the chance to hear some of my latest music as well as some other amazing independent artists right here on the David Bowers Awards. Yeah! And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. And just so darn happy to be here, ready to rock and roll with some more great music. And we got a show for you today. We're going to kick it off right now with a lady by the name of Amy Martin. This is her brand new release. It's called Traveling On. Traveling on. She's an Americana singer songwriter hailing from Virginia, now based in Colorado, in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, kind of typifies what we're doing today. We're going to kind of be straddling the line between Americana, country, folk, you know, just sort of in that gray area where you can't put your finger on it and say it's definitely this 
type of music, but I think you're going to like it. If you liked her, you probably liked the show, too. Amy Martin worked as an accountant by day. Now, she spent her nights as a karaoke DJ. <laughs> what a life, huh? And uh, an accountant and then a karaoke DJ. Well, anyway, she found herself spending a lot of time in karaoke bars, and she would be singing with her mother, all right? What's Up by Four Non Blondes was her go-to tune. And she took the stage one night, and she sang another McBride song, Life Number Nine. Well, she didn't want to sing without her mother, so she agreed to sing with her mother, but unbeknownst to her, her mother told the sound guy to cut Mama's mic. So it was just Amy singing through the PA, and she said she was confidently singing and belting it out as a six-year-old, and the entire place went wild. And that moment inexorably tied Martin to music. Her album, Traveling On, is now available across all streaming platforms, including an unreleased track, Where the Devil's Found. That's on the album, which was produced by Grammy Award-winning artist Chance McCoy and was crowdfunded. For those of you out there who wonder, can that be done? Here's an example that it can. You can find her on almost all of the sources online. Just go for Amy Martin. The tune is traveling on. That's the name of the album also. Right here on the David Bowers Awards, John Bon Jovial. Welcome aboard for another weekly go-round. What would you think of Amy Martin? Well, here we are, back again, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. I like her. I like her a lot. It's an interesting mashup of styles. To me, it's kind of a blend of... A female Gordon Lightfoot, if you can envision that, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, oh, I plus, gotcha. plus Joan Baez and Buffy St. Marie. Yeah. And the latter being something that I didn't expect, and I was trying during the whole song, I'm thinking to myself, okay, what does this remind me of? The, you know, the Joan Baez and the, uh, the, the Mrs. Gordon Lightfoot kind of jumped out at me right away, but there was that other thing, that third thing of right. almost... Definitely. To the end of the song that I got, I said, Buffy St. Marie. And I think that all of them would be absolutely proud of, of what she's done. They're very nice. And the guitar work is very sweet on that. I don't know if she's playing it or not, but very nice guitar work. And you're right. It is sweet. The whole tune is just so listenable. You want to go back and listen to it again. But we've got a lot of other stuff going on this week, and uh, we want to get moving on to that. Maybe we can get Amy to drop in on the David Bowers Awards. We want to shout out to our, our friends, Titty Bingo, the Texas rock and roll band who plays our theme music and uh, check on tittybingo.com because they always have some good music on there and uh, new releases they post, their albums. And we also want to salute our friends at WRFZ, FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, our flagship radio station, Rochester Free Radio, Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show, which immediately follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio Saturdays. And then after Steve is Armand Spins on WRFZ. That's FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, online at Rochester Free Radio. And, of course, Saturday nights, who could miss out on the fabulous oldies of Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock. All of that on WRFZ FM 106.3 Rochester Free Radio. John, uh, you get a sentence or two you could drop on us about our friends at Anchor FM. I do, and if I'm feeling generous, I might even have a third sentence as well. <laughs> but Anchor FM, a bunch of really great people that, of course, host the David Bowers Awards podcast along with all the other platforms that we're on. But the thing about Anchor FM that makes it so unique 
is that they have given us the opportunity to allow you folks out there to make a donation to the cause of indie music. At the end of this episode on Anchor FM, as well as every other The David Bowers Awards episode, you'll find a link that you can click where you can make a donation, whether it's a dollar, five bucks, 20 bucks. You know, we would just, whatever it is, we would really appreciate you helping out. That's Anchor FM with The David Bowers Awards, this episode and every episode that we've ever done. David? Well, thank you very much there. And for those of you folks who are writing in, and uh, we've got some people asking about a little green spot. And uh, it seems that uh, it's been seen online on some of our promo graphics. And uh, we'd like to discuss that, but um, we're going to have to look into it and see what it means because there's this mysterious little green spot. We're going to have to check out and see where it's coming from and why so we can get on top of that right now. We want to get on top of the music because we've got a couple of great guests standing by and we want to talk with them and we can't do that until we play some of their music. So let's get ready for our first guest, who is Mr. Roger Adams, who will be joining us right after we listen to his tune, Old and Gray, kind of the story of John Bon Jovi and me. Younger man, my daddy told me, son, sit down in that chair right there and you listen till I'm done. Well, I know there's years between us, and I may be old and gray, but you listen close to what I had to say. There's things that'll happen in your life that you won't understand. Jobs and bills, life and death, just do the best you can. And one day you'll find a woman, and she'll be right by your side. And just hold her close and love her every night. So you take care of the woman who takes care of her man. Make her a wife, build a life here, do the best you can. And if something comes between you, well, don't look the other way. Just hold her close and try to make her stay. Dear old and gray. The day I met your mama over 50 years ago, she took my heart and told me that she'd never let it go. So I made that girl a promise back in her younger days. And she makes me proud each and every day. So you take care of the woman who takes care of her man. Make her a wife, build a life, yeah, do the best you Just hold her 
who takes care of her man, makes her a wife, build a life, yeah, do the best you can. And if something comes between you, well, don't look the other way, just hold her close and try to make her stay. Mr. Roger Adams, and I don't know, we have never met before. You couldn't possibly have been talking about us, could you? Uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <us> and, <laughs> well, that's all right. You just... that I know in, us and everybody else that I know in the world, I tell you, we're all in that same age bracket, and uh, so that song really hits home with a lot of people. Oh, you got that right, and you better be careful, or we'll start telling secrets on the Adams family. We know, we know. Yeah, well, that's all right. I, I got plenty of them. I don't think you can cover them all. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Roger, welcome aboard. So glad to have you here with us today. And uh, thank you. Glad to be here. We're, we're going to do an edit right here. Hold on, Julia. <clears throat> I don't know where that frog came from, but he. Just jumped right in my throat and I couldn't talk. Okay, we'll take a three-second break here and get back in the groove. Three, two. And we are just so glad to have you here with us today. Uh, award-winning country singer. Let's see, you, you've got a pile of awards. What, the Texas Country Music Awards, Song of the Year, I believe it was. You've got Josie Music Awards. Uh, you've got to be doing something right. And judging from what we just heard, I can understand that. It's uh that's a heck of a record you got going there. Tell us a little bit about the man, Roger Adams. Well, I, you know, I'm just the average guy. I just, uh, I love to play the guitar and I love to sing, and and I have found a knack for writing songs that are about stories of everyday life, and and uh, you know, it seems as though the songs that I write are, can be relatable to uh, to everybody, and uh, and that seems to go over pretty well. And, and uh, I think that engages with an audience uh, each time I play live or if they hear it on the radio or if they play the record or whatever, they, they play it over and over. And I, I think they can visualize um, in their mind what I'm trying to get across to them. And I, that's, uh, that's been a blessing, to be honest with you. It really has because people seem to appreciate the music and they really appreciate songs that tell a story and, uh, and bring a tear to their eye or a smile to their face or, or whatever it is. And, you know, that's, that's the, the biggest compliment you can get from an audience is for them to either uh, applaud, smile, or cry. You know, it's one of those, and, uh, and I'm, I'm happy with whatever I can get. As long as they're not running out the door, I'm tickled to death. <laughs> I heard that, and uh, you're right. Honesty sells, and uh, matter of fact, we just uh, we just had another guest here recently who was telling us the same thing. Just being himself. Oh, I know it's our our next guest who's coming up, and we'll be talking to in a few minutes. He told, said pretty much the same thing. Uh, he just tries yeah. to be himself and put his thoughts and feelings into his music, and it seems to be working because uh, you're both got a a great track record. You're doing some great stuff. I know you also, speaking of doing great stuff, 
I want to touch on that, but I know John Bon Jovial wants to jump in here too. So, John, why don't you why don't you say what you got to say? Well, yeah. First of all, you know, welcome, Roger. It's great to have you with us, and uh, really glad that you're here. Uh, this is the first time I've ever heard Old and Gray. I don't get to hear the songs before they're played. Yeah, and that's by design. You know, David wanted a you know a visceral gut reaction, and uh, my gut reaction is you know I, in a way it made me very happy and kind of brought a tear to my eye as well because, and I guess I'm going to date myself here, but my wife and I met each other on a drawbridge in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, when we were both 20 years old, and that's almost 52 years ago, and uh, we've been together ever since. And it's just, you know, one of those things you have, you hold, you don't let go. You know, you sign a contract when you get married. There's that, those two clauses in there, for better or for worse, and in sickness and in health. And it's a very sacred obligation. And, and I, I really like the fact that this song that you just wrote is so relatable. Congratulations. I, I really like it. You know, that song was inspired by my mom and dad and uh, my Mother and father got married on November 20th, 1949, and my dad wanted to, for, you know, was pushing her to get married. She says, nope, I'm not going to get married until I graduate from high school. So the week after she graduated from high school, or the month after, should I say, um, they got married. And so that marriage lasted uh, until my father passed away about 21 years ago. And my mother, she was 91, and we just lost her uh, back this past September. Uh, but she lived with us here in the house, and, and we took care of her all the way through to her, her very last breath. And, and uh, But I was always so proud of, of my parents. Uh, they were there through, with, through thick and thin with each other and supported everything that I did. Congratulations to you for doing that, but also congratulations to your mother for living such a fulfilling life. Uh, it sounds yeah. to me like she was, she, you know, if, if, if you are a reflection of her, then she probably lived a really good, crazy life. And, I, and that, that's really heartening to hear. Yeah, she was good as gold. I mean, she always had a kind word to say. Everybody that ever met her just loved her to pieces. And my dad was the same way. And, um, you know, he was a very hard worker. You know, he did a good job of providing for the family. And he did everything that, you know, between the two of them, everything that a traditional family is supposed to do. And I couldn't be more proud of in any aspect of my life going up. And uh, it, was, it was really good. And it allowed me the freedom to express myself and play music. You know, back when I was young, uh, I had a southern rock band, and, and, uh, and we practiced at the house in the room over the garage. And, and we did that for years, and they never complained. My dad would come up there, and he'd hang out and watch us practice, and, and then when we go to play different clubs around the town, uh, him and his buddies would come out and watch us play, and, and they were always cheering us on and very, very supportive. And it appears that you've taken a bit of that of your mom and dad and uh, you're giving back or paying forward, whichever way you want to look at it, because I understand you do a lot of charity and benefit shows for the elderly. I do. You know, there's a soft spot in my heart for, for the elderly community. I do a lot of shows for senior living communities and uh, charities and fundraisers and, and different things like that. I'm, I'm always raising my hand to do it. I'm first in line to help with anything that I can do. And people appreciate that. 
but I appreciate it more than any. We've got a, a very unique thing coming up here in April. There's a, a group in Virginia, Virginia Beach, called Tidewater Outreach for the Arts, and they select a couple of special songwriters each year, and each songwriter meets with what they call an inspiration, but it's a senior um, that has got quite a life story behind them. So uh, the songwriter meets with the inspiration. We learn about their life, and we write a song for them. And then in April, there's a big concert, and that song is unveiled for the very first time. Uh, and the inspiration gets to hear it. Uh, the audience gets to hear it. It's televised. It's the whole nine yards. And I'm really looking forward. They asked me to do it this year, and I think that's going to be quite um, an event, and I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I can understand that, and uh, I can imagine you are. That isn't going to be uh, isn't going to be broadcast, is it, by any chance? It'll be broadcast. Um, it'll be recorded, and it'll be broadcast at a later date. What that date is, I can't say. I know the actual event itself is on April 23rd of this year, but when it hits uh, the airwaves, uh, I'm sure it'll be edited and, and whatever. So it'll be probably a week or so later. Yeah, we'll definitely be very interested if you get a chance to let us know when you do hear about that, because I would like to see that show, and I know John Bon Jovi would also. Well, I just wanted to ask you <laughs> if it's at all possible for you to maybe even give us a very quick call-in after the show just to give us kind of like a you know reporter's eye view of the happenings and the events that took place and uh, you know get your impressions of it. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, um, a summary of the event uh, right after it's over with and, and uh, try to keep you all up to speed on everything. If we can capture some pictures along the way, I'll send them to you. And, awesome. Uh, or any well, video that we can get. It, it's going to be a great thing. It, 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 also, I know that the music scene up in the Tidewater area, I know, is pretty aggressive. Everything that I've read about it in the past, I would love to go. I won't be able to, but I, I, I sure wish I could because I think that would be something to behold. Uh, it is, and it's free of charge. It's free of charge wow. for the audience members to come in. So, obviously, it's, it's just like any organization. There's donations that you can make. There's merchandise sure. that you can buy, and all that goes to help uh, the cause. But as far as a ticket or anything like that, you do not have to have uh, a ticket to come in. You can enjoy the show. It's going to be a great time. It really is. Yeah, that sure does sound like quite an event, Roger. And uh, usually I save this for the end, but I'm, since it fits, I'm going to toss it in right now. One of our social media pages is my The David Bowers Awards groups page on Facebook, which has been kind of an anchor page for us because we've opened it up to all of our guests. You can post on there your events, your happenings, your tours, your new music, whatever you want to share with the fans and followers. You don't need a press release. You don't need to send it to me. You can post it directly to that page. And we also do accept from other artists their press releases and post them there because it's pretty much a news and bulletin board. And we want it to be available to our guests so that you can share your news and events with the fans and followers, including us. And then we will pick them up from there and send them on, repost them to the other social media sites that we post to. So you might want to keep that in mind. You could post this, uh, this event, for example, as it's coming up, and maybe we can you know, get a few other of the followers in the area to stop by and uh, for what sounds like a very wonderful evening. So if you would keep that in mind, it's a good way to keep in touch with us too. And just remember, we'll post 
any of your events, releases, whatever, but we're very bad at keeping secrets. So don't tell us anything you don't want us to blab. Okay, that sounds fair enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, um, I think yeah. I sent you all a, a picture of the cover of my newest album that's coming out, or it's already yeah. been released. The photograph is of, of the two faces, and my father is the, the gentleman on that album with me. And the song is called Reflection of a Man, which I titled the album after that song. And it's a song that I wrote uh, actually a couple of years ago. But I wanted to pair that song up on the album with Old and Gray. And so the title track of the album is Reflection of a Man. So whenever you all get a chance, tune into that song, give it a listen, and let me know what you think. And, uh, you know, there's a, a number of songs on that, uh, that album that I'm, I'm super proud of every single one of them, but the the songs that you know about my mom and dad, those are the ones that really touch me, and and uh, and I hope the, the the audience will appreciate them as much as I do. From what I have heard of the album, I, I don't think you've got any worry. I think you, uh, I think your mom and dad are very proud of what you've done. You've uh, you've done a beautiful job there, and we were going. This is where I was going. Was going to the album next, so this was a, a perfect segue. Uh, the album Reflections of a Man, which uh, recently came out, and we are going to use the uh, picture from the album cover for the promotion for the show. By the way, tell us a little bit uh, about the how you came up with the idea for the album. You've already given us an idea how you started putting it together. Just you know, kind of wrap it up for us. Well, the you know the it's an EP, so it has six songs on it. And uh, Old and Gray, obviously, is uh, one of them. This Old Hat is a song that I wrote. And it's, it's, it's basically just the, the life of an average guy and all the different hats that you wear throughout the course of your day or a week or whatever. And, uh, but at the, on Friday night, you know, you want to put on that favorite cowboy hat and you want to go and do your show. So that's the gist of that song. And then you've got uh, Always About a Woman. It was written by some real good songwriter buddies of mine back in Nashville, and Ricky Randolph and Fashion Harvey and uh, Dave Gibson. They're the writers of that song. And uh, first time I ever heard uh, Ricky Randolph sing that song, I said, I've got to record that song. I've got to record it. It's a fun, upbeat song. Um, then I've got another one on there that I wrote for Bonnie. It's called I Need You to Love Me. Uh, that's just me and the piano and some strings behind it, um, and it's a, it's a very well done song. I had such a great group of musicians that uh, that I work with in Nashville, and when we get into the studio, we just uh, it's magic. It really is. I mean, Brent Mason, he's one of the top guitarists in the world, uh, and he's on this record, and he's done a phenomenal job, but along with all the other guys. I mean, there's Joe Spivey, there's Scotty Sanders. You know, all of them are just top-notch players, and, and them being the players on my music is no different than 90% of what you hear on country radio. They're, they're playing on those songs. You can tell from listening to the music on this album that uh, they are definitely uh, pros. Now, I want, we were very short of time here. I think I've got less than a minute left, but I wanted to give okay. you the chance I try to do for everyone on the show. Tell the listeners how they can find you online, how they can follow you, get in touch with you if they want to drop you a line. And, of course, most of all, how do they get your music? Well, they can go to rogerantamusic.com. That has everything about me. That's the links to the merchandise, to the CDs, 
uh, my bio, all my events, everything that you need to know about Roger Adams Music is on there. There's videos, there's music, the the whole nine yards. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, you you name it. You just type in Roger Adams and you're going to find me somewhere. And um, the last cut on that album is a song called Turn the Page. Bob Seger, I've always been a huge fan of his. So if we can end the show with that one, that would be great. Um, I think exactly. my guys and I, we're, I think we've done a pretty good job of covering that song, and I'm, I'm real proud of that one as well. That's exactly what we're going to end the segment with. Roger, thank you so much for stopping by and talking with us. Looking forward to having you come back again in the future. Remember, you're now part of our family. Once you're on the show, you're part of the family. You have to carry that with you the rest of your life. So we do want to hear from you, please. I certainly will, and I appreciate you all having me, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Roger Adams from his album Reflections of a Man. Here is Turn the Page.
from the album Reflection of a Man. What did you think, John Bon Jovial? Wow. He's right. He, he nailed it. He hit it out of the park. I mean, that is just uh, a phenomenal cover. I mean, I'm a big Bob Seger fan, too, and I'm, I would like to believe that Mr. Seger would be very impressed with that. I'm sure he would be. Most artists are pleased when another artist does a super cover of their songs. It's uh, it's a high compliment, and uh, I think the praise from Roger Adams is uh, a very, very high compliment. Well done, Roger. Can't wait to – actually, I can't wait to hear the rest of the album, to be honest with you. I'm also looking forward to our next guest. He's calling in all the way from Stockholm, Sweden. Here he is right now with the strange spelling of his name. It comes out as Michael, but it's spelled M-I-Q-A space E-L. And here he is with 99 Guns. Who's in your corner? Who's got your back? Who's gonna hold you when everything's black? Who's gonna love you? Who's gonna care? Who's gonna stay here when no one else did? If you're shooting at once, 99 guns, will that kill your fears? Kill everything you become? If you shoot him at once, 99 guns, will that keep you safe? Will that keep you tucked in and warm? 99 guns, 
Who's gonna feed ya? Who's gonna see? Who's gonna heal ya? When your broken heart bleeds If you shoot him at once 99 guns Would that kill your fears? Kill everything you become If you shoot him at once 99 guns Will that keep you safe? Will that keep you tucked in and Chart-topping country artist and fitness guru. We're going to meet him right now. Michael, come on in and say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. I hope everybody's doing fine. Fantastic. It's so great to have you here with us. Thanks for taking the time out of your schedule because it looks like from what I'm reading and learning about you, you have a pretty busy schedule between your music and you're also a fitness guru. Touch on that first, if you would. Yeah, well, the fitness fitness thing for me, that's just the lifestyle. I uh, started competing in bodybuilding back in the 80s. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I just love it so much. I love being fit, and I love the health, eating healthy. And then I started to train other people. I helped them to compete, and then it just grew. Uh, and now I get lectures, and I train not a lot of people these days. I train five days a week, and I love every workout. Uh, it, it's a lifestyle for me. And I Which came books. first? Which came first, the music or the working out? The music. The music. Okay. Yeah, I, I started very young playing music, and I was I was just 13 years old when I did my first professional gig. You know, and I, I played, and somebody paid me afterwards. I mean, <laughs> that can be. Did you pay me for doing this? Wow. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so I started early with the music, and it's always been there. Ma told me that her first memory of me, well, not the first memory, but the first musical memory of me was two years old, me in my diapers, Johnny Cash on the stereo, and I had my grandpa's big shoehorn playing air guitar. And it was just like, okay, he's going to be a musician. 
Oh, that is awesome. And it made such a perfect transition to get to your music, which is where we wanted to be. John Bon Jovial, come on in here. Join us. Say hello. Well, absolutely. Michael, first and foremost, welcome to the show. It is great to have you all the way from Sweden, no less. That is just All the absolute. way from Sweden, yeah. Oh, that is just wonderful. And, and thank you guys for having me. Oh, hey, it is our pleasure. It really is. But I, I want to, um, you know, delve into your history a little bit, not from the point of view, well, at, you know, in uh, 1989 I did this, and then in 2013 I did that. No. But I want to know about your history as far as your musical influences. Now, everybody asks, well, who's your musical influence? I'd like to know who your musical heroes are. Oh, uh, well, I have a few. Brooks and Dunn. Uh, I That's think good. that good country choice. doesn't get any better. Yeah, I mean, they are my absolute favorites when it comes to country. Uh, but then I'm a, a rock of red hearts, or Van Halen, mm-hmm. of course, and especially the Sammy Hager years. I, I really, I love David Roth, but I think they became a better band with Sammy, and I think the songs, the songwriting were better. And he's a great singer. And Definitely. Then David, I mean, he's, he's just a crazy showman. So it's, for me, it's two different bands. And, of course, I'm a big fan of uh, Toto. I think uh-huh. I've seen that band <laughs> eight, nine times, maybe. I, I that just, qualifies. That you, qualifies. You know, in all, in all the people over the years that we've interviewed, and I've asked this question many different times in different forms, I think that you might be the first person to mention Toto. And I've always been so impressed with that band. Their harmonies are phenomenal. Their production quality oh, is I, phenomenal. Their their musical talent is phenomenal. It's yeah. anything from um, oh Africa to uh, you know Hey Ninety Nine. I mean, it just they do great stuff. And you know, since we're on the subject of them, how have they affected your music? I think they affected me with the the groove. For me, music has to have a groove. Oh yeah. It has to, it's got to move you some way. And I love harmonies. Simple songs, three chords and the truth, like Willie said, I love that. But you can do grown-up chords, like Steve Lukather says some, about Toto's music, that we use grown-up chords. And you can throw them <laughs> in there sometimes just to, wow, what happened there? And then there's showmanship live. It's just great players live. I mean, it doesn't sound like you turn on the record or something, but they are so good live, and they always bring something extra live that I really, really love. That's a great addition to any show, any presentation, when you're out on the road like that, to have that little something extra, something that yeah. just over and above that the audience isn't really looking for, and uh, it just cements your connection to the audience. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and they are great singers. I mean, Steve Lukather, Bobby King both the original singer and then Joseph Williams. I mean, Joseph mm. Williams, what a singer. <laughs> I mean, he's awesome. So when you go out on the road uh, and you're, you're touring, whether it's around Europe or hopefully someday you'll make it over to the States if you haven't already. I have. When you're doing a live performance, do you try to be your own original self or do you try to take that aspect and then uh, – put in an ingredient of a Toto or a Van Halen uh, or the Beatles or, you know, some other band that may have influenced you? Oh, I don't think so. I always try to be my own, but I think the influences are always there somehow. Yeah, and, that's true. 
Yeah, I think so. But I always try to make it, every show is my own, and I try to do it so it stands out in a way. I, I want people to remember it. And when they go home, hopefully they hum a song, one of my songs, when they go home and they had a good time. I wanted to touch on this transition that you have uh, have gone through. Uh, as I understand it, you were under the name of Hicks at one time, but I know you're you're starting kind of a new era in your musical journey. You're rebranding yourself as Michael with the unique spelling. Of course, your fantastic new single, which uh, as a workout or a fitness guru, I'm sure you pack a punch, and this new song definitely packs one. It's what might caught my attention. It started off, and once it got through the innocuous little introduction where there's a little bit of sound, then all of a sudden, boom, it's... Uh, it's kind of like Mike Tyson just walked out there and punched you in the face. You definitely notice it. And it really intrigues me. There's even a little touch of Native American in the sound, I think. But I'm wondering, the fascination with Americana, American country artists, why is it so pervasive in, in Europe and in the, uh, in the Scandinavian countries? You're not the first artist that we've talked to that are big over there. The one that comes to mind right off the top is the Bellamy Brothers. They have always sold out for as long as I can remember over in Europe and Scandinavia. What is the fascination with Americana music? Well, I think it is the melancholy in Americana that touches the Swedish soul because we are kind of a melancholy people. And we're happy. but And then our folk music has a little bit of that too. So I think that's why we love it so much over here. That's and, interesting. And, and talk, talking about Bellamy Brothers, I actually worked with Cheryl Vaughn, who was married to one of the guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I've gotten, I've gotten to meet them on several occasions, uh, really two great guys as well as great musicians. And you talk about harmonies uh, influencing you and listeners. Uh, I go back to when I first started really getting into music. I mean where I really got into the music and started buying records was the Everly Brothers, which is another case of pure harmony. Now, I wanted yeah. to know what caused you to initiate this transition that you've gone through to become Michael and, uh, and do this, uh, this type of music? Well, it's, it's life. I don't know. I took a break 2018 from it all because I was always on a plane going somewhere, Scotland, England, United States, back to Sweden, Germany, back to Sweden, Nashville, back to Sweden. And uh, I was kind of burned out. Uh, I loved it. It was great. But I was doing it um, mostly by myself. I have my own label, my own publishing company. Uh, I work with Michael Stover at MTS mm -hmm. Management. Uh, he's a great guy. He is. Uh, but I was doing a lot on my own and then when I came home one day I just I need a break from this because there were nominations and awards and award shows and nominations and award shows and playing gigs and I just needed to back off for a while because it wasn't fun there for a while it, it was just me running around and, and I, I lost myself in that a little bit. When I released the last single as Hicks, it, it was more about 
hitting the charts, or we would get denominated for this song as well, all the awards, and it was the wrong focus, totally wrong focus. So I went inside and asked myself, am I done with music? And I was no, hell no. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it um, for the right reasons, for the music. That kind of comes through with your new release. You can you, you get that feeling that it's more than just an effort to hit the charts. And uh, you talk about the nominations and the awards. You've got a list of awards here. I'm looking at one that would, I could fill the whole interview just reading off this list of awards, uh, beginning with Best Country Artist of the British CMAs and on and on. I congratulate you. I salute you. <laughs> and believe me, I respect you for this. But I, I love the personal story. Uh, the feeling, your thoughts about wanting to do it all for the right reasons. Tell us how you created Walking Medicine. Well, Walking Medicine is how I see life, how I want to live my life. Um, it comes with the, the way I see health and training that we should become Walking Medicine, that when we walk into a room, we make a difference energetically. We don't have to say anything, don't have to do anything. Just our energy is enough to make a change. I like to be that. the best version of ourselves. No, I like that a lot. That's healthy, a great philosophy. To be happy. And I hope people, when they hear the song, can be inspired to be the best version of themselves. And, and don't judge anybody, because if we walk in anybody's shoes every millimeter they walk, we actually probably and be the same as they are. So don't judge anybody. We can have right. boundaries. But don't disrespect anybody or judge anybody. Just everybody's doing the best they can. Well, almost everybody. You have a quote that I just love, and I wrote it down because I wanted to be sure and touch on it. And I didn't know it was country music at the time. It was just music. I never cared so much about labels. I'm a song guy. I just love great songs, be it pop, rock, or country. I love that statement and that philosophy. And we're almost out of time here. I want to give you the chance that I give everybody that comes on the show. Tell the folks how they can find you, follow you, contact you, and most importantly, how they can get your music because they're going to love it and want it. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, well, it's Michael with a funny spelling, M-I-Q-A-E-L. P-E-R-S-S-O-N. Person. And you find me on Facebook and you find me on Instagram and I'm on Spotify under the name Michael, M-I-Q-A-E-L. Michael, thank you so much for coming and talking with us, sharing your story as well as your music. This is a great tune. I love it, ladies and gentlemen. Here is Michael. That's M-I-Q-A-E-L. Michael from Sweden and the tune is Walking Medicine.
Medicine. That's Michael from Stockholm, Sweden. John Bon Jovi, your thoughts? Uh, I like this guy. I think that he has an unusual take on country music and certainly not a bad take at all. Um, it, it, it's more of the contemporary. I can't see it mixing in with a classic country format, but at the same time, I think it's a damn sight better than some of the stuff that you hear on the so-called new country stations or stadium country stations. Agreed. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, by my own admission, I'm very biased when it comes to country music because of my years in terrestrial country sure. radio, and I would not play this on a classic country format, but I sure would. I would consider it 
consider putting this on a, a, soft, a soft adult contemporary. As I mentioned earlier when we were talking with Roger, uh, one thing that I noticed in this was what I feel is a very definite Native American feel to it, especially on the chorus. It just yes, it just sounds like it has some Native American roots, and uh, I, I really do. I like, as you know, I like this song when I first heard it, and uh, I'm glad we were able to get him in. I'm glad we were able to share it, and I'm glad we got all of it in in this hour because I think it's time for you to take us home. Indeed, it is another hour, and it's gone by so quickly. Fascinating conversations with both Roger and for, uh, with Michael. I just This was a great show today. Well, folks, you did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we are forever grateful for your presence, and I really do mean that. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. On Anchor FM, you may remember I mentioned them earlier in the show, you can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music by clicking on the link at the end of this episode and every episode of the David Bowers Awards. We'd really appreciate that. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. That's at noon Eastern. The next day, you can catch us on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific, and that translates to 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Hopalong Sarcassity and all of our crew of uh, morons here at the Radio Ranchero, I am the legendary John Bon Jovial saying, uh, you know, love each other, be good to each other, get that fourth COVID shot if you haven't done it yet, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.